Yes, peoples, it's episode 156 of Griff's Brain Dove. It's me, Griff. Obviously, it is Saturday, the 25th of January, and uh, I'm outside my mum's house in the car, in the in the courtesy car, in the Vauxhall Mocha. It's a compact SUV. I've, I've actually found out what a compact SUV is. I never knew what one was before. I used to hear it. I uh, didn't really know. Um, so yeah, your, your small SUVs, your compact SUVs. They look like hatchbacks, but they're taller, but shorter. So that's what I've got. It's nice. You're a bit higher off the road, but you're not driving a tank. And, um, and my car's longer. I have, a, I have a V40, a Volvo V40 is my car. My car's longer. So parking is just a dream. Every time I've parked this car, my wheel, all four wheels straight, just with ease. It's an easy car to park. Not as fun to drive as my Volvo, though. And aches me ankles. Not sure. Not sure why my ankles hurt, but some do with the angles of the pedals. Um, what else can I review about this car? I haven't bothered setting myself up in the car. I haven't bothered syncing myself up, you know, doing the Bluetooth any of that shit, none of that, I ain't bothered, say it my car, I don't become committed to it, <laughs> but it may time I'm getting a new car, so we'll see, but having driven a compact SUV, I'm thinking that my next car may be a compact SUV, Naomi's been, I, the car I wanted, right, I still might get, was more of a kind of sports saloon, um, and she was like, Darren, please do not get a longer car. Your car is so long already. Don't get a longer car. Go higher. And I was like, uh, maybe. I was like, maybe. I might go higher. So um, maybe this is it. Compact SUV. I need to find one that looks nice. I'm not, I don't really care about brands that, that much. I mean, I bought a Volvo, for God's sake. <laughs> but which um, is the most, like, inconspicuous car no no police have ever pulled me over in my volvo they're like that's a sensible man it's driving a volvo it's not like a trap car it's it's such a sensible man's car it's like never been stopped never been pulled over in my volvo and it's just it's just yeah doesn't attract the attention that a range does or bm audi merc Volvo. So listen, if you are going to be out there and do illegal things, get... <laughs> um, obviously joking, don't be sued, don't have the money, but I need to deal with Volvo. Anyway, um, yeah, I should be getting my car back this week. That's what should be, that should be happening, get my car back this week and uh, be reunited. And I'll probably hate driving it, but you know, it's whatever. It's whatever. I just realised I need to switch the lights off of this car. The, the lights are, are low. Oh, wrong way. Wrong way. No. There you go. Is that off? Is that... Aha. There you go. Alright. Don't want the lights on. No. Ah. No. Turn off. No. It's too bait. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want people knowing I'm in the car. There you go. Lights off. Still in the car. Um. Right. What else has been going on this week? Uh, it's FA Cup. Tottenham uh, drew one all, conceded a go uh, equalising goal. Conceded when? When did my app say we conceded? In the 87th minute, from Sofyan Buffal. 
It hurts me because I signed him on Football Manager a few years ago. For um, one of my teams. Which team was I manager of? Celta Vigo. And I signed Sofian Buffal. He was a great player for me. Great, great serviceman. And he repays me like this. What annoys me most about this... Um, well, it's a draw, but I was about to say defeat. It's how the Tottenham app has... Um, has tried to report it. Because I get notifications from the Spurs app. Which goes... Um, so, yeah, let's see. So, they describe the Spurs goal like this. Son, 58... Brilliant run from the Celso. Dele into Son. Left angle. Clinical finish. So you've added a little bit of spice, a little bit of sauce. It's our goal. It's our app. Granted. Southampton goal. And I don't like how to call them by the nickname. Because it was goal. Southampton nil Spurs won. When they scored, goal Saints won. What do you mean Saints? They're not our fucking mates. Bufal, 87. Ings cut back. From the left, swept into the roof of the net by Buffal. They've taken out the, the adjectives. It's just a bit factual. Fine, that's how it's meant to be. But in a full-time report, cracking tie. Looked like Sunstrike would take us through before Buffal's late leveller. We'll do it again at the new stadium. Saints won, Spurs won. Like, no, 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 no. Don't say cracking tie. You deliver it like you delivered the Saints goals. Give me the facts. Because it weren't cracking. 1-0. That's what we want. 1-0. Get through. Now we're playing more games again. We don't need to be playing more games. It's annoying. It's annoying. Only Spurs are getting knocked out of the League Cup by Colchester. And probably end up playing more games this season than like Liverpool. So dumb. Or City. We'll end up doing it. I know we will. So stupid. Um, but that side, what else has happened? Um, shout out to 52 weeks later. He asked me specifically to talk about something. Um, when I come on Twitter, tagged in um, tagged in, in a, a Twitter a Twitter beef, not beef. Um, Twitter nonsense, really. John Barnes, Johnny Barnes. Official Barnsley on Twitter. Um, so, give a bit of background to what happened, if you don't know. Uh, J- Jamie McAteer was criticising um, Pogba's leadership skills. Right? Then, from what I can see, because this is what he says, I don't get Paul Pogba. He just upsets the dressing room. He has too much influence on the younger players. Um, is the is the you know contracted quote of of uh, Jason? I said Jamie McAteer, didn't I? Jason McAteer. Um, I actually heard the Liverpool song. These say like, he runs down the wing and his name's McAteer. He runs down the wing and his name's McAteer. He runs down the wing and his name's McAteer. Oh, McAteer! That was the song. Um, yeah. Now, that's what he said about Pogba. And I don't know what prompted John Barnes to say this, but he's jumped on a grenade for no reason. Uh, And this is where I think it's symptomatic of Twitter, where I think he's probably seen something 
and then he's just re he's just reacted of what he's seen, right? But because I can't see what he's seen, he looks like a nutcase. Now let me explain. So, Jay McAteer said, it, Jason McAteer said this thing, right? Then Barnes out of nowhere goes, "This is why people like Piers Morgan say we're playing the race card when a black player." Um, he said hermits, but he, he later said it's um, an error. So let me start again. This is why people like Piers Morgan say we're playing the race card when a black player criticises and we say it's racist. Jason's criticism of Pogba has nothing to do with race. Think I think the same thing. Right. Who said it was to do with race? I think this is the definition of race baiting, isn't it? No one mentioned race. Now, if I click on the tweet from uh, Jason McAteer, um, I literally cannot see anyone saying it's racist. All that people are saying is there seems to be an agenda about Paul Pogba. Have you ever seen Graeme Sudes, uh punditry? It could be Barcelona versus... Real Madrid and Graeme Souness go, oh yeah, but the problem is Paul Pogba. Oh, it's Pogba. It's just, it's, he just gets mad at Pogba. There's one game, he literally was Chelsea versus someone else and he said Pogba instead of Drogba because Pogba is just sat on his mind. And there's, People say there's an agenda that Pogba just gets targeted for criticism that is unfair. I personally agree. But that aside... From what I can see, no one has said it's racist. People just gone, there's an agenda against Pogba. John Barnes comes out of nowhere and goes, it's nothing to do with race. Well, no one said it was Johnny Barnes. No one said it was. And then someone else has gone. Um, actually, yeah, let's see what else John Barnes said. Did he say anything else? Um, he said he's not talking about Pogba's ability. He's talking about his leadership. As an individual, I would argue that Pogba probably has more quality than Henderson at Liverpool. Uh, but I know who I would rather have in my team. Why, if I, why, if a white person says that, it's racist? No, no one said it's racist. You, you know what I mean? You, you're that guy in the pub. John Barnes sounds like that guy in the pub who... Um, you know guy in the pub who... <laughs> oh, it was, it, I, I, so a charity I, I volunteer for, 100 Black Men of London, right? That's who I volunteer with. What's 100 Black Men? That's like the guy in the pub going, 100 Black Men of London? Well, what if I made one about 100 White Men of London? It's like, what? What are you talking about, mate? You, you can do that if you want. Yeah, I'll be called racist. It's like, what? No one's, no one's talking about race here. What's, what's going on? What are you being racist to this for? <laughs> Go do it if you want. This is that guy just screaming about racism, screaming about everyone moaning about something when no one, there's evidence of anyone moaning about it. You know what I mean? It's a, I don't know, it's just weird. Um, but, here's the thing. Is Pogba a bad leader? I don't know. No one who's played with Pogba has said that. It's only people who don't play with him, who don't know him, seem to have this... Concept about Paul Pogba. 
Paul Pogba's disruptive, he's arrogant, he's this, he's that. And um, he's none of that. He's he's just French. <laughs> hey, come on, England. No, I'm joking. The thing about Pogba is he, he just, he's just, oh. I don't know what it is about him that rubs people out the wrong way. He's just, play, he's flashy off the pitch, but he just plays, plays his football and just does things. He's been injured half the season, but yet he's being blamed for United. Now they've been playing. The guy hasn't played yet. He's been blamed for how they play. Listen. Anyway, what ends up happening is someone posts a picture of him. Going, is that not you on the left? And it's a picture of... It's a picture of, um, of the Liverpool team. In the what, 80s. In fancy dress. And... John Barnes is dressed as a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Now, to give you, give you some context, um, it seems like fancy dress pie. Everyone's in fancy dress, but he's dressed as a Ku Klux Klan. Now, someone's gone, is this not you on the left? Barnes's response is, absolutely, and I'll do it again. I'd go and go as Hitler to a fancy dress party. Fancy dress parties are there for you to make fun of people uh, you go as and the KKK and Hitler are figures to be ridiculed so I see no problem with that I wouldn't go as Kunta Kinte with chains on uh, alright um, right so let's break that down John's logic he says absolutely I'll do it again fair enough don't mind anyone back in their position um, I, I'd go as Hitler to a fancy dress party mmm I mean, you could, but um, why would you? Because um, someone's gone, someone's trying to argue on Twitter that, oh, black people are about the KKK, but more people, more black people die at the hands of other black people. So the KKK aren't the threat to black people nowadays. And I'm like, okay, good point, good point, strong point. So, dressing up as Hitler's not offensive to Jewish people, no? Because the biggest killer of Jewish people nowadays isn't Hitler. So, what's the big issue? See, you see how stupid that sounds? All you have to do to make certain people understand racism is just change the race in the sentence. Change the group and then they'll suddenly understand that. Oh, actually, yeah, that's not alright. Um... He says, fancy dress parties are there for you to make fun of the people you go as. I agree with that. Um, you can dress as some you admire, some you want to ridicule, um, some you aspire to, something that you think is stupid. You can dress as anything you want for a fancy dress party. Don't disagree with that. Um, and he says, the KKK and Hitler are figures to be ridiculed. That's what I disagree with. I mean... They're there to be ridiculed to the point that people shouldn't take offence if you ridicule them. But dressing up as them isn't ridiculing them. Really. I'm not saying it endorses them either, but it's not ridiculing them, dressing up as them. You know what I mean? Like, you're not really satirising them doing that. Just dressing up as a KKK member. Um... He says, I wouldn't go as Kunta Kinte with chains on. Because that's someone you would guessing he said he wouldn't make fun of Kunta Kinte. Um, 
Or is he saying that he just wouldn't do it with the chains on? Like, do it without the chains. But, but look, let's, let's go through the, the fancy dress costumes in this picture. Because um, it's Bruce Grobler that brought this picture up. Uh, so, John Barnes in the, in the KKK outfit. Um, he's with a whole team of other white guys. It's the 80s Liverpool team. Um, you got someone dressed as a cowboy. Nothing to do with race there. A Viking. Maybe, not really. Historical group of people. A sailor. A scout. Someone looks like they're dressed from someone from the French Revolution. Someone's dressed in a giant's outfit. A judge. A pilot. Someone just seems to be dressed in a suit there. Someone's dressed as Superman. We've got a C on their chest instead. Someone's dressed as a court jester, another Viking, uh, a sheikh. Someone's dressed as a sheikh. I guess that's racial, kind of. Um, are, are Arab people there to be ridiculed? Is that what you... I don't know. Are, are, are sailors there to be ridiculed? Or NFL players? Not, not really Barnsley. And then Barnsley comes along in the KKK outfit. I don't, it just feels like it's one of those ones where, you know, I grew up around a lot of white people. And for me, I think I'm quite sensitive and tuned in to when I'm joking about race around a group of people that aren't black. When the tone is changing from laughing with to laughing at and I think as a black person dressed in a KKK outfit to a party where you're the only black guy at the party and everyone thinks that's top banter I think people are laughing at you Barnsley because here's the thing how many people are now jumping online his ex-teammates to defend his uh, statements can't see one so you're out here on your own Barnsley with this one um, so it's a bit it's a bit nonsensical really it's a bit silly it's all a bit silly um, but I will say this him dressing in the fancy dress doesn't negate his point about criticising Pogba does, isn't racist I agree with him he doesn't always have to be racist sometimes he's just dislike someone for other reasons other than their race and this happened to be black however no one was mentioning race before so I'm not sure why he's talking about that. Um, strangely, a lot of things John Barnes says about race and football, I tend to agree with. Um, I just don't say it online because I'm a coward. And, <laughs> and, um, and people just don't listen to nuance or context or tone in tweets. So I'm not really out there trying to get myself destroyed online. Um, because people don't really want to take the time to try and understand what I'm trying to say. So I'm just like, oh, I'll leave that. Thanks, mate. I'll leave it. Um, so no, not for me, not for me to agree with him wholeheartedly. He's, he's, he was one of the first people that said, you know, the Liam, when Liam Neeson, Said his thing about how he wanted to find the black guy and beat him up. That he's a black man. 
um, he said he should be applauded. Not exactly applauded, but he shouldn't be vilified for sharing that view. The guy's actually trying to say, I had a thought, that thought was nuts. I don't think that anymore, but I'm trying to show you that people, good people, can have bad thoughts. And I was one of those people that had those bad thoughts. Now I know I've been to that place mentally, I won't go again. John Barnes said, yeah, he should be, well, he said applauded, but I think he should be, yeah, you shouldn't try to bash him and call him a racist now and cancel him for a thought he had that he now knows is wrong. You know what I mean? It's silly. It's, like it's weird that when we deliver news like that, people try to bash you over the head. Now, with that, see, I agreed with him there. When he talked about Raheem Sterling, his point was, again, Raheem Sterling's been targeted. He said that, uh, but this is an issue with the press and the media. And it's an issue with the country, not just football racism. He, 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 was, there on, he was there on the right side of it again, but... Because he backed Liam Neeson a bit and people go binary with these issues. Go right, wrong, left, right, black, white. Yes, no, I agree, disagree, right, wrong. And it's just binary and they can't have any nuance on it. So I think with um, Barnes on this one, I agree with him. That I can see why people, you give people like Piers Morgan uh, room to say things is us playing a race card or you point out racism on things that aren't exactly there um i think if if you think something is suspected and you can't prove it then i think you should make the accusation in the same tone so i would say stuff like i wonder what it is about paul pogba why people keep on criticizing him and not criticizing and the list of players I'll just do that. But anyway, I think that's it. Um, didn't follow anything else in the news this week. I don't mean anything is trending in the news. Um, trending, trending. Um, hashtag you hate disabled people. Do I? What the fuck kind of hashtag is that? When you throw this on your windshield, you hate disabled people. You're also too ignorant to understand that being in a wheelchair isn't a requirement for, of someone being disabled. Okay, so someone's put a note on someone's windscreen that says, You are not disabled. I saw you and your daughter park here and walk into Macy's. My sister is in a wheelchair and you should be ashamed. Lazy is not a disability. Um, okay, that is dumb. I know they have wheelchairs on the toilet sign, but that doesn't mean... Wheelchairs are the only symbol of disability. Because if that's the case, then every toilet is gender neutral. Because no one's genitals in those little weird stick drawings of men and women. So, you know what I mean? That's silly. Um, it's just silly. And then now the hashtag has started saying you hate disabled people with this. When you add... Unnecessary job qualifications like must be able to lift and move 40 pounds or stand for eight hours to damn near every job to weed out the weak, then you hate disabled people. Well, I'm not, I think you've jumped on the bandwagon there, Lindsay. I'm not sure that's that's the right one. Let's see what else someone's tweeted. Um, if you believe disabled people are faking our conditions, 
because our disabilities don't present in the way you're accustomed to or because you think we are trying to scam people or cheat the system then hashtag you hate disabled people uh, another one if your instinct when seeing someone in a wheelchair using an assistive device is to pray over them for healing with or without consent hashtag you hate disabled people uh, when you think disabled people should get a job but you won't hire us then hashtag you hate disabled people uh, when you when your government decides it's okay to check every three years if your disability has gone away, you oh yeah, so amputees are growing their limbs back. Hashtag you hate disabled people. Hashtag ableds are weird. Um, all right, so I forget the hashtag. Um, do I hate disabled people? I can't hate disabled people. My grandma was disabled. So, um, yeah, she was in the wheelchair. One foot. Full, true story. Um, obviously, that doesn't stop me from hating disabled people. I hate them all. No, I'm joking. I'm messing around. Of course, I don't hate disabled people. But on the theme of John Bards and criticism, if I was to dislike a disabled person, it wouldn't be because they're disabled and it wouldn't make me an ableist if I hated someone in a wheelchair. It'd it make me an ableist to hate them because they were in a wheelchair, though. But if I started making up stories about them, like, ah, you know, he does stuff at home and he, he dominates his wife, then I, I might be a bit ableist. Um, but we'll see. Um, I think there's nothing else going on um, in the news that I want to talk about. So, oh, shit, what am I talking about? I've got coronavirus. Um, coronavirus, China confirms 41 deaths as coronavirus spreads to multiple countries. Now, this is the mad thing. You know when you're on the tube and you see like Chinese people with the face mask on and people used to be really offended when they wore because like, well, what's, wrong? what's wrong with our air? Why don't want to breathe like you come over here, don't want to breathe our air? Fuck is out of order. Go back to where you come from. Is what some people's tone was when they saw Chinese people wearing the face mask. Then they were informed, actually they wear the face mask to, you know, protect us from anything that they might be carrying as well it's actually quite hygienic and then he was like oh all right oh fair enough and then today i saw chinese people with the face mask on and the media with coronavirus how bad's that and then i saw chinese people without the face mask on. i was like coronavirus get a face mask on and and they're like you what mate I'm from fucking Hackney, you prick. I'm, like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The newspapers may be racist. I didn't mean to do this. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, it's, um, that, that's an uh, epidemic. Real epidemic. That They need to get that fixed. Right. I think I'm done. Talking about European Union Withdrawal Act. Agreement Act becomes UK law. Um, that happens. Yep. The Brexit bills and given royal consent and paves the way for the UK to leave the EU on the 31st of December. Of January, sorry. What else? Um, oh, Church of England releases guidance saying sex is for married heterosexual couples only. So the singles and the geese and the bys and the divorced, all that. What? 
Yeah, according to an article in The Guardian, the Church of England has issued pastoral guidance that says sexual relationships outside heterosexual marriage are regarded as falling short of God's purpose for human beings. The guidance is in response to the recent introduction of mixed-sex civil partnerships in the UK. Right. I was about to make a point that I remembered that these people are probably avid church people, so they don't even believe in evolution or the fact that people, humans existed before religion existed. So humans were recreating. I forgot that the first humans, in accordance to the Bible, is Adam and Eve. So, yeah. There's no point arguing with this, really. If that's their views, that's their views. And if you disagree with it, there's nothing to be offended about. If you're, Because you're probably not a member of the Church of England if you are offended. And if you are a member of the Church of England and you're offended, that means you're probably not following the rules of the club you're a member of. So I don't get what the issue is. I'm not a member of the Church of England. Yes, I was christened in the Church of England. But did I have sex before marriage? Of course I didn't. Because I am not a heathen. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, so look, I don't see what the issue is really. If anyone bothered by that, then shut up. Just just shut up, innit? Don't worry about it. And people was like, you know, you know that people have sex regardless of your policies, right? It's like, well, yeah, of course, but they might not be a member of the church fingers. Just get over it. Let people have different views. Fucking babies. Anyway, let's get a dear, dear dream. Let's do two of them. Then I'm going to go in and uh, hang out with my mum. So how long have I been talking for? Because I've been talking for a while. I've been got to swing for 29 minutes. Okay, so let's wrap this up at 40, I think. Let's go dear, dear dream. Before my neighbours called police for me. He's been sat in the car for a while. Let's go. Dear, dear dream. Colleague gave me mind-blowing sex for my 40th birthday but i'm a married man here's my question why is always the sex in these dilemmas always mind-blowing amazing fantastic oh i want to know does anyone call to dear dear you say i cheated on my husband and the sex was dreadful i cheated on my wife and i couldn't give it up or is it that people aren't counting as cheating if the sex was bad? What's going on in Deirdre? Let's go. Dear Deirdre, when I turned 40, a gorgeous colleague of mine gave me a brilliant present, mind-blowing sex. The problem is I'm a happily married man and now I feel so guilty I can't stop worrying about it. My wife is 38 and we have a 12-year-old son and a daughter aged 10. And the last thing I would ever want to do is hurt them. One of the women... Um, I work with is particularly attractive. She's 31, single, and we've always gotten well. We were chatting about what she could give me for my 40th birthday. I couldn't think of anything. She suggested a balloon ride or driving a Formula One car. Uh, yeah, just accept those ones, mate. They sound fun. Accept those. But nothing appealed to me until she said, How about a night with me? Wow. That's when you just kind of laugh off. Okay, right. Anyway, it's time for me to go home. And that's when you leave. But he says, I could not believe what I had heard. But the conversation revved up until we had named the hotel and date and time. So it wasn't even there. It wasn't like you drunkly f fell into bed, 
from there, you know, the conversation was sexual and your mind went somewhere else and you stumbled. No, 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 no. You've planned this. Let me get sober. Let me have a real think about this. You scumbag. Um, I made an excuse to my wife and went. My colleague and I spent the evening drinking and chatting. We got through loads of alcohol and almost staggered up our room. And once there, though, we were sober enough to have sex. For the sex to be amazing. Next morning, I woke up wondering where I was. She put her hand out and caressed me intimately. And the next thing, we were having even hotter sex. How I got home and faced my wife, I don't know. I felt sure my guilt was written all over my face. And she had guessed that I had had sex with another woman. Nothing was said. Nothing was mentioned at work either. My colleague just said, hope you had a great birthday. And I keep imagining our other workmates know something has gone on because I feel so guilty. I'm dreading the fact that sooner or later she will suggest we do it again and my wife will ask me what is the matter. It is almost as though I am now a different person and that person is someone I don't like much. I don't know how I can move on but I don't want to lose my wife and family and I say this every Every week, this is your issue to deal with. You see that feeling, how you feel like a different person. You don't feel like the same person. And when she's there, sat next to you, going, "He's such a good bloke, and he's a great dad and a great husband." It's just, I love him. He's faithful. He's true. He's loyal. And you're there. Your heart's dropping down two levels each time she says something that's not true anymore. He's loyal. Ugh. He's faithful. Ugh. He's never made me worry about where he is at night. You do, you just vomit on yourself. She's like, what's wrong? You're like, nothing. You just run out. Oh, dear. Right, let's see what else there is. Let's go. Um, Let's not do any kind of affair ones. Right, lazy fella, my husband may have retired from work, but he refuses to do anything at home. Despite having retired from work, my husband leaves everything at home to me. He refuses to deal with money matters, arrange holidays, or even visit family. It is all down to me. He sounds like he's depressed. To be fair, that sounds like there's something else going on there, but let's see. He has always been a bit like this for a while, but now he has reached 65. He does nothing at all. There are repairs needing doing. I have a beautiful painting my late brother did for me waiting to go on the wall. The house needs redecorating. The garden needs attention. If I ask him to do anything, he makes such a fuss that I tell him not to bother. But I'm fed up with being made to look like a nagging wife. Can't lie, you sound like a nagging wife. No, I'm joking. He's 65. And he's always been like this. What, you think he's going to change now? He's 60 goddamn five. It's too late, love. You see, people say, uh, what's it? Women marry men, hoping that they'll change. And man, men marry women, hoping that they don't. Now, this woman has got her man to the age of 65. And she still thinks he's going to change. Not a chance. Not a chance. Right. Lost in translation. I feel left out work as my colleagues speak a different language. I've been here. I'll tell you about this um, another time. Because uh, I was going to tell you about it another time, guys. Um, 
But yeah, the people I work with speak in a language I cannot respond to and I feel like leaving my job. They're Asian and I have nothing against them, but I find myself sort of being pushed out as they all know one another. Um, I am 18 year old guy, only started this job three weeks ago. If I leave, I'll be kicking myself because I took it took me so long to find it. Speaking to my colleagues about it is out of the question as I'm not the kind of person who can do that. I feel so isolated, I find myself getting so worried about going to work that I'm nearly sick. Wait, well, wait, 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 wait. So they're still talking to you in English, right? Here's the thing, why about you learn a language? Learn a language and you can either do it secretly so that you can actually hear their conversations and don't tell them you know the language or you can ask them to teach you some words. Do you know what? When people are genuine about learning about someone else's culture, people love to share their culture. Facts. But I don't know anyone who speaks another language and has been asked the question of how do I say this in your language and they go fuck off don't ask me how to speak my language it's mine get out no one's ever done that just go how do I say my name is this in your language and they'll laugh at you butchering the pronunciation because you don't have that sound in in English but you'll get it and they'll be like hey fair play well done, you try to learn our language. That's what you have to do. And trust me, if you try to start trying to learn their language, they'll be like, what is he, what is he plotting? What is he plotting? <laughs> they want to know, why do you want to know? Uh, right, any more? Okay, one last one. One last one, then we're out of here. Dear Deidre, my husband failed a lie detector test over a fair, but still won't admit it. Damn right. My husband has been having sex with a woman's secretary at his darts club. Bet she is hideous. But refuses to admit it, even though I know her and he has failed a lie detector test. He's a keen darts player and his team generally do well. I often go to matches and she always chats to me like I'm a friend. She is 30, my husband and I are 49. I have been suspicious about them for a couple of years because of the fuss they always make of each other. He ticks all the boxes. He has been buying trendy new clothes, started using aftershave and now wants a sports car. He has become really nasty towards me, but the minute she appears, he's suddenly missed the nice guy. Yeah, I have to agree with you here, love. Um... Yeah, I mean, there's so many red flags, but I didn't see it coming. I finally confronted him and he begged him and, and begged him to tell me the truth. He denied everything, so I insisted he take a lie detector test. He failed it and now insists that the test was wrong. I have given him many chances to admit the truth so that we can put it behind us and move on. We have a, we have a married daughter and a little granddaughter, and I think the only reason he hasn't left me is because he worries they would turn against him. I know he could not handle the shame of what he has done. I thought it would end once I found out, but apparently not. He's obsessed with her and can't can't and won't let her go. I found loads of messages between them, but he had deleted them by the time I had confronted him. She's a single mum now, and I don't trust her an inch. Single mum now? Are you saying the kid's his? Woo! He, her ex used to play darts for the club too, but they broke up when she cheated on him. When she cheated on him with a teenager. Jesus Christ, this girl sounds like a fucking mess. Um, her ex felt so humiliated he moved away. But she hung on to the club and the social life. My husband has been laying, lying and gaslighting me for months. And I don't know how I've not had a breakdown. 
I would be terrible. It would be terrible to break up the family, but I cannot take much more of this nightmare. Alright, few things. One, lie detectors are not actually um, foolproof. They're nonsense. The FBI introduced them um, after some guy who invented them said, yeah, these work. The guy who invented them after, I think, about two years said, actually, this is bollocks. Don't use this. And the FBI went, no, we're going to carry on using them. And to this day, they're still used on Jeremy Kyle and Maury Povich and all that stuff. One, you can pass a lie test if you're a pathological liar and you actually believe what you're saying. So he doesn't eat the truth out of the air, right? Imagine if I killed someone accidentally and I was unaware I killed them. If you asked me in a lie detector says, did I kill them? I'll say no. The lie detector says, I'll tell them the truth. Yeah, you bring up some CCTV and I've murdered the person. They're like, oh, shit. So, if this guy, one, actually doesn't believe he's cheated, he won't show up. Um, but he failed it. So, again... That can you can also fail like to say when you're telling the truth. It measures heart rate and things like that. Some people just get under pressure and they ask a question. Actually, the pressure of being strapped up to a machine might put people under pressure. But that all said, he's definitely cheating. So <laughs> I would say end it, darling. Yeah. Um just end it. Why have you actually why about ask her? Ask her and be like, I know everything. But I just need to hear it from you. And if she, if she goes, know what? Then you might have to doubt yourself. But if she's just like, woman to woman. I'm coming to you as the woman. Then you've got your proof. But right now, you're driving yourself crazy by believing these half lies he's telling. So, like I said, speak to her. And tell her you don't blame her. And she will just let it rip. Anyway, that is the end of the pod. I'm going to go indoors, say hello to my Marjay. And um, talk to you lot. Alright? Um, what's going on this week? Get yourself down to Streatham. Um, Streatham Space Project. On Thursday and Friday. Philo Huff is uh, doing two separate hours. Uh, I'm at both. Um, I'm performing on the Thursday. I'm hosting on the friday so get yourselves down there straight i think it's eight pound a ticket or ten pound a ticket get your ass down there see you later bye